Ah, the magic of the English Premier League, where last weekend a team pulls a rabbit out of a hat, a big Belgian illusionist saws a defender in half, a midfield maestro conjures a gold fest, refs and their continued dazzling card tricks, Jose Mourinho abracadabras a big bus out of thin air, Jesus performs miracles, the wizard Tony Gandalf Pulis rewrites the entire works of Shakespeare, and Eddie Howe would want to watch his back. Apologies for the cheesy jokes, but hey presto folks, we're here, we're back, and some of us already have our tails disappearing up our own backsides. Yes, welcome to the PS Football Premier League Prediction Podcast. This is our second show, and thanks to all of you who tuned in in such vast numbers last week. Keep lashing it out there for us to your mates. And for those of you who are listening in for the first time, we have an amazing bag of tricks for you today. Deep analysis of all the forthcoming Premier League fixtures from our team of pundits, and all the best bets for the weekend. With me, as usual, are regular punters Peter Henry and Danny Ward. Gentlemen, hello. How's it going, Shani? How are you, mate? Peter, first things first, let's get a quick overview of how all of us did on the predictions front last week. Yeah, well, Shani, um, yourself and Danny raced into an early lead on 35 points. Um, The way our table works is for each correct result, you get three points. And for a correct scoreline, you get 10. So Danny and Shani both had five correct results which gives them 15 points. But how they really got ahead was they had two exact score lines, which bumped them up to 35 points. Um, I'm in second place. I had five correct results, but zero um, in terms of correct score lines. Um, the guest, Dan, three correct results and one correct score line to put him on 19 points, which actually makes him second. Um, I'm in third, sadly, now that I look at it again. Um, the Don... She had three correct results, zero correct score lines, nine points. And Sam with a pretty poor performance. Um, that's why he's in the background, lads. Um, two correct results bring, gives him six points, propping up the table, our very own Crystal Palace. Okay, so all of these uh, predictions you can find on the psfootball.net website where there's a lot more other stuff than podcasts. You can find out a lot more richness and depth into all things footy there. As Peter said, each week we have a guest pundit on the show and all those guest picks get aggregated as sort of the guest mark on our table. This week we're pleased to welcome renowned sports journalist James McCarthy, who is the host of the Spurs E Football podcast. Welcome, sir. Thank you for having me, boys. Uh, it's it's an Irish-sounding name, but I'm afraid I'm I'm, a, I'm an Englishman myself. Yes, you're not the Everton player, no. Uh, I'm not. No, uh, okay. that that joke's been made too many times. I but, bet. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, you know, ridiculous question, but I assume that being the host of a Spurs e football podcast, you are in fact a Spurs fan. Big, in fact, yeah, a very yeah. big Spurs fan. Um, I, they were mighty against Real Madrid the other night. Yeah, a, a few tears were shed. Um, I when, bet. And, when that goal went in, uh, I had to apologise to the neighbours because I, I, I think they thought that I'd uh, I'd killed someone. But yeah, I know it was it was an absolutely amazing night, and uh, I've never been so proud of the boys. Yeah, they, I mean, I've never, I don't think I've seen a British club play a, a Barcelona or Real Madrid, you know, in that in that. What did you guys think of it, Danny and and uh, Peter? Well, I I thought anyway. It was uh, myself and Danny had a long discussion about. The Man United Liverpool game, um, and you know Mourinho's perceived negative tactics. So for um, so for Pochettino to go to the Bernabeu and play two up top 
Um, yeah. I thought that was ballsy. And like you said, I, I've seen English teams come away from the new camp or from from the Bernabeu with results in the past, but I've, I've never seen, I can't really remember any English team going there and say, right, we're going to go toe-to-toe to you, toe-to-toe with you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, all credit to Spurs, fair play. And I suppose they've proved that, um, yeah, they probably belong at the top table in Europe now. So um, let's see how they're... How they're and, I suppose now with the result for Borussia Dortmund drawn to Aqua and Nicosia, Spurs are pretty much there now into the into the second round. So uh, mm. congratulations, James. Yeah, what thank is, you. What is the eFootball Spurs eFootball podcast all about? Apart from Spurs things, I guess. Well, it is everything Spurs related, as you can imagine. Um, it's it's a club where there's an awful lot going on all of the time. It's also a club that people are so vocal. I, I mean, other than Arsenal and the obvious Arsenal fan TV, I can't think of another another club that has so many fans so vocal on social media. And and you know, we we love to put that that across. We love to to show that you know Spurs fans are not afraid to go out there and voice their opinion. A lot of the opinion are shouting out their ass, but you know, you've you've got to listen to the opinions. Um, yeah, the the podcast is is really great. It's it's grown a lot over the last couple of years, and uh, and yeah, we, we've been lucky to have some really good guests on, and you know, great. it's it's really lovely to to just talk all things Spurs. We have our own very special um, Spurs fan on our podcast. His name is Carl. He's not on this podcast today, but he's a Spurs fan. Bad impression of Carl there. Apologies, Carl. Anyway, on with today's show, and we are going to quickly run through all ten Premier League games coming up over the weekend. Each of our pundits will take a game, give you the background, who's in, who's out, and score predictions, etc. We're going to start with Friday's night's game between West Ham United and Brighton. Over to you, Peter. Yeah, well, West Ham picked up uh, a a good point in the circumstances uh, last weekend away to Burnley, considering they had to play an hour with uh, 10 men after Andy Carroll's brain fart. I think one of the criticisms, it'll be interesting to see now Carroll is unavailable. Um, one of the criticisms of Billich so far this season has been that he's really struggled to get the best out of um, ex-Man United striker Javier Hernandez. Um, anyone who's watched the Premier League over the years or even European football over the last few when he was in Germany will know he's a, he's a real pen, penalty box predator. Um, they've, they just haven't been creating chances for him. So hopefully they can make him the vocal point of their attack um, this weekend and get balls into the box. They've created five chances for Hernandez this this season so far, and he scored three goals. So that kind of tells you if you create chances for him, he will get you goals. Um, after losing their first three games, West Ham, they're actually not in the worst run now. They've won two, drawn two, um, and lost one um, of the last five. Um, Brighton... They'll be gutted now that they drew the last game against Everton. Bruno, who's been a bit of a stalwart on the south coast, gave away a silly penalty against Everton. Um, and you just, you know, it's going to be a long, hard season for Brighton. You'd just be kind of afraid for them that, you know, throwing away two points like that could come back to, to haunt them. Um, I suppose what the main positive to come out of last week for Chris Hewton would be Anthony Knockhart, who was the Championship Player of the Year last year, and who I saw quite a lot of, and I was actually looking forward to seeing this season, finally seems to be getting his shit together. He he played well, and he got off the mark in terms of goals. Um, I do think that 
with the attacking options that West Ham have, I think they'll have Antonio, Hernandez, Arnautovic and Lanzini's uh, back fit as well. I think they'll probably have an, too much for, um, for Brighton here. Both teams are sitting on eight points in 14th and 15th position, and it's kind of a precarious place to be because Leicester are on six points in 17th, and whichever team would, to, would, be, would go and lose this game, they could easily find themselves in the bottom three come the end of the weekend if Leicester were to beat Swansea. Um, but like I said, I just think West Ham will have too much in this, and they, have, they, they seem to be good at getting the, these, the wins against the teams in the bottom at home. They already beat um, Huddersfield and Swansea at home. Um, West Ham to win are five to six, which isn't bad for an accumulator or just to double your money up. Um, Scoreline, I think West Ham have kept two clean sheets out of three games at home. The only team they've conceded to is Spurs. So I'm going to go 2-0 to West Ham at 8-1. to um, As I said, clean sheets um, at the London Stadium ha- have been the way so far this season. So I'm going to go... Both teams not to score at three to four. Under two point five goals can be got at four to six, because um, I don't think either of these teams are going to score too many. And then I right at, at the top of my um, of my preview, I said about Hernandez. I think if they put him up there and make him the main man instead of shutting him out to the left or being kind of a secondary role to Andy Carroll, I think he's going to get on the score sheet. And you can get Hernandez to score any time. At eight to five, which I think is a, is a tidy little bet. Excellent. I hope everyone has got all of that. A very comprehensive review there from Peter of a very boring game. Over to Chelsea Watford, Danny. Um, thanks very much, Johnny. Yeah, um, yeah. I've um, Ch- Chelsea have started off the season uh, at home quite poorly, but I, I think this is a game where they'll turn it round. Um, they've similar enough records, Chelsea and Watford, this season. Uh, Chelsea have won four, drawn one, lost three, uh, scored 13, conceded eight. Um, but Chelsea are winless since um, beating Atletico Madrid in the last minute away from home at the at the end of September. Um, so it's a game they really have to win after last week's uh, shock two one defeat to uh, Crystal Palace. This is a game they really have to win. And it's a bit of a free, uh, a free hit, I think, for Watford, who've started off the season really, really strongly. Uh, Marco Silva's doing a great job there. Uh, they have four wins, three draws, and they've only lost once. And now uh, they were absolutely hockeyed by uh, by Man City, but they won't be alone in that department. I'd say the way City are going at the moment. Um, Watford have scored thirteen, and they conceded thirteen. Uh, but as I said, six of those were to Man City, so they're doing okay. Uh, they're doing okay at the back, but um, as I said, I fancy I fancy Chelsea. I fancy Chelsea to win this three one. Um, and it's a nice price, three-one. I, I do fancy Watford to score. Chelsea aren't aren't as as they're not as good at the back as they were last year for sure. Um, there's a few injuries there. Uh, Kante's out. Uh, David Luiz is only fifty-fifty. Same with Bakayoko. So they'd need to get a couple of those players back in. Um, the reason I think Chelsea might score three is. Um, as I said, Watford, I think, are pretty good. And I, I fancy them to score a goal. I think they've been pretty good going forward. They seem to have a lot of a lot of injuries or a lot of doubts, anyway, um, in the back line. Prodel's only 50-50-50. Uh, Cathcart is definitely out. Kabul is out. And then into midfield, Shalaba, he's out. 
So, uh, yeah, I've gone with that. And, uh, as I said, it's 3-1. A correct scoreline is 10-1. to 1. And So, with that, obviously, I fancy the over 2.5 goals. If you like those markets, um, that's 4-7. to seven. Both teams, the bookies can't really separate them here on the both teams to score and both teams not to score. I think both teams will score, and that's 5-6. to six. So is the both teams not to score. I think Hazard, for me, first goal scorer, I think he's worth a shout because you wouldn't be 100% that Morata would start. And Batshuayi just hasn't really been, he hasn't really cut the mustard when he has started. So I always like a penalty taker anyway uh, as a first scorer. Um, so he's 4-1 to one in that that regard. And I've just one little crazy bet that I just think I'm going to throw in two penalties to be awarded in the game to London Derby. They're always a bit feisty and I've gone for two penalties to be awarded in the game, 16-1. to one. Very interesting bet there. Over to our guest pundit today, James McCarthy, to take Manchester United's visit to Huddersfield. James. Manchester clubs, are they are dominating the Premier League this season. Um, Mourinho's men, they currently sit second in the table, despite sending me and the rest of the world to sleep with their 0-0 draw at Liverpool. Yes, indeed. Um, they are they are the second highest goal scorers, though, and, and you know that that's a, down a lot to, I think, their bench. Players like Marcus Rashford and Anthony Martial they kind of seem to be taking it in turns to, to soften up a defence so that the other one can come on and, and give that the last 20 minutes, you know, really finish them off. United might be without their dabbing mastermind Paul Pogba. However, their attacking style has seen them hit four past West Ham, Swansea, Everton and Crystal Palace so far this season. Um, that is a lot down to the fact that they have one winger who can soften them up. And then another winger to come on and, and probably bag a few goals. It's a, it's, a, it's a lovely selection headache to have for Jose Mourinho. Uh, for me, United uh, to win 4-0 is 14-1. to Those are odds are, are pretty big, if you ask me, for a scoreline that, that's happened so many times this season for United. Uh, Romelu Lukaku is obviously the, the top goal scorer in the Premier League. He tends to only score against clubs in the bottom half. He doesn't really show up against the big sides. However, with Huddersfield being the opponent, a first goal scorer bet could be a bit of a banker at uh, 9-4. to four. Um, United to win is a fairly simple bet. It's 4-11, to 11, something that you'd probably just whack into your racket to, to kind of boost those odds a little bit. In terms of the, the opponents, Huddersfield... Um, they really have lacked a goal scorer this season. Um, they, they, they had a very promising start. Steve Mounier looked like he was going to be the man to lead the line for them, but injuries taken him out. And their most recent result, a 2-0 loss against Swansea, really showed that they don't really have what it takes in the Premier League, if you ask me. Uh, they've only scored one goal in their last six games, which is, if you, if you ask me, a, a pretty shocking record. Um, so my bet would be, Manchester United and over 2.5 goals, uh, an easy little earner at 11 to 10. Um, but for me, uh, the easiest possible bet would be for Man United to win to nil. That's at evens. So that's what I'd be slapping my money on. Excellent. Thank you very much, James. Over to the other Manchester club. Peter's going to take Manchester City Burnley. Yeah, before I even get, get into preview in this game, um, I'd just like to say for anybody who wants to put a bet on for the season, Kevin De Bruyne is two to one to be voted PFA Player of the Year. Um, I put fifty quid on it myself um, on Monday morning. So if someone wants to do that bet, get on it because if he plays again this week like he did last week, them odds will get even shorter. 
Um, there's not that much I can say that hasn't already been said about City. They're clear favourites for the league at the moment, um, and rightly so. They've won 10 on, on the trot. Guardiola said that last week's performance was the best since he, he took the reins at the Etihad. And, you know, they're really starting to look like a, like a pep team now. Um, they're just firing goals in left, right and, se- right and centre. And um, even as a United fan, you have to say they're a joy to watch at the moment. Um, they made a mockery of my uh, prediction that they'd win an under 3.5 goals last week by absolutely smashing uh, seven past Stoke. Um, Burnley, in their own way, have made a brilliant start. Um, they sit above Liverpool in the table in seventh place. And I fully expect to see Champions League football under the lights at Turf Moor next season. Um, I saw an interview with Neymar during the week as well. And he was saying that, um, you know, if he was to come to the Premier League, the Clarets would probably be the only team he'd come to. Because um, ever since he was a kid in Brazil, he's always admired, um, you know, Sean Dyche's kind of samba football. So um, we'll see how that goes. But in all seriousness, City are 1-14 to 14 on to to win this and Burnley are 25 to 1 to win which is just absolutely insane it shows you how shit scared the bookies really are of of City at the moment Um, and it's even crazier when you consider uh, in Burnley's four away games season they're unbeaten and they've beaten Chelsea Everton and drawn with Spurs and Liverpool so I know City will win I think but you know Burnley being 25 to 1 is just insane. I I, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, I like those odds. I mean, I, I, or even Burnley, you know, and the draw, like Burnley to get a result. Not to lose, yeah. It, I think that's 6 to 1, Burnley not to lose or something. They, they're, they're, you know, I mean, okay, City have come off a goal fest, but, you know, we, we what was the game when we were talking on the PS Football podcast about Burnley when they went to play Liverpool and Danny went off on his usual rant about Liverpool? <laughs> you know, there was... The bus parking exercise that they did that day, if they do that again, they could frustrate City. It's a good price. Yeah, I think it's, it'll be interesting because in terms of parking the bus, Dice is probably one of the best at it. But I think yeah. the way City passed the ball, they just move players out of position. It's, it's going to be really tough for them. Um, yeah, there's not, there isn't even any point really in throwing City into your ACA at 14 to 1. No. Um, yeah, on. yeah. But you can get them at 1 to 4, handicapped at minus 1 which I don't yeah. think is a bad shout for an ACA. Um, in the goals market, over three goals in the game is to 11, which, again, it isn't too bad, especially the way City are banging them in. And I, I do actually fancy Burnley to nick a goal, maybe from a free kick or a, or a corner. You know, Robbie, Robbie Brady's world-class delivery. Um, it's 11 to 8 for both teams to score, which ain't too bad at all. Um I'm going to stick to my man, Kevin De Bruyne, who I think is the best player in the league. Any time scorer in this, he's 11 to 10, which I think is, is quite good. He does, probably the only criticism of, of him is he doesn't score enough, but I fancy him to get in the score sheet in this one. And I'm going to go for a result 3-1 to City at 12 to 1. Excellent. Moving over to Crystal Palace. Can they win two on the spin? They're going up to Newcastle. Danny, can they do it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've uh, I've gone with them to win one nil here, um, just because of the confidence that they 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 definitely would have garnered from last week's uh, last week's performance, and it was a cracking performance. And it was. I don't think anyone really saw it coming. Um, but uh, yeah, from start to finish, I thought they were quite comfortable. I thought if anyone was going to get a, a fourth goal in the game, it looked more likely to be them. So uh, yeah, I, I've gone with them to win one nil. Um, I'll just give a little bit of news on the injury front. Um, Newcastle are without uh, 
Dummett and Hadera from the defence, and Dwight Gale's only about a 25% chance of playing. So uh, it's uh, it's Palace with uh, with the with the longer injury list. Uh, Benteke 25% chance of playing. Same with Hennessy. Um, Connor Wickham still out, and Loftus Cheek is out. So you'd be looking at three three or four of those. Would be you know, regulars for uh, Palace. But I, I just think uh, confidence plays such a vital part in uh, in football. And usually when a team gets out of a rut like that and uh, <coughs> they kind of go on a little bit of a small run and, and I, they're every bit as good, um, I think, Crystal Palace as, as Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle have only scored nine league goals this season. Now it's eight more than Palace have got. But sometimes yeah, when you have a feeling, you have a feeling. So uh, as I said, I've gone with Palace to win 1-0. Just to win overall, they're fourteen to five, which is a very good price. So obviously, uh, obviously, if I'm going for one nil, I'm going for both teams not to score, which is five to six. Your one nil is nine to one, um, and then obviously along with that, if you like your under two point five goal market, that's eight to eleven. And I've gone with uh, Wilf Zaha to get the only goal of the game. Uh, he's thirteen to two uh, because, as I said, with Wickham likely with Wickham and Penteke most definitely out. Uh, he'll probably be deployed in that front uh, role again. So uh, yeah, if he, if he gets a chance, he's uh, as he as, as he showed against Chelsea, he's a cool man under pressure. And then what I really ultimately think will be a very tight game. I just think of all the forward players in the pitch, he's the one with the most quality. So that's where I'd be. That's where I'd be sticking my tenor. Will Saha first goal score thirteen to two. Moving on to Stoke City and Bournemouth, James. Both Stoke and Bournemouth have hardly set the Premier League on fire this season. It's they're hardly very entertaining teams to watch. Sorry if if you're a Stoke fan or a Bournemouth Bournemouth fan listening. Um, Stoke. They might be the second highest goal scorers in the bottom half of the Premier League, but they also have the joint leakiest defence. That is largely thanks to Man City's absolute demolition of them at the Etihad uh, last weekend. They now sit 17th in the Premier League table, which is just two places above this, this weekend's opponents. I am actually backing this one to be an absolute stinker. Sorry, guys. Uh, a, a draw would be my prediction. That's at 12 to 5. Um, at three to one, a draw and under two point five goals looks a very good bet because I can't see that this one being uh, too much of a high-scoring affair. If I was going to name myself uh, an anytime goal scorer, um, it'd be the man giraffe himself, Peter Crouch. He's on three goals this season, and you know he's always got that ability to to nick one from 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 a corner from a set piece. Um, arguably, the most impressive performers have been the goalkeepers at either end. That have been said, obviously. Asmir Begovic didn't have a great week against Man City, but other than that, Begovic and Butland have, have shared 52 saves between them. Uh, my score prediction for this one is a 9-1 to nil-nil in a, a match of the day ending absolute stinker. Excellent. I tend to agree with you. Swansea City, Leicester City, Peter. Oh, game of the weekend, this one, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, well... Paul Clement Swansea, they picked up a vital win last time out against Huddersfield to move them up to to, four, uh, to 13th on eight points. Um, the concern with, with Swansea has always been after selling Lorente and Sigurdsson uh, during the summer, you know, they were always going to struggle um, for goals. And I think they probably still need to strengthen there. But in Tammy Abraham, they seem to have a, a really promising young centre-forward on their hands. He's up to four goals after his double last weekend for the season. 
Um, and I would say Chelsea are kicking themselves that they let him let him go because it's not just his goals. He seems to have a really all-round game. Um, I remember when he played against Spurs um, in their nil-nil draw. I was really impressed how he how he just led the line even though he didn't score that day. Um, Leicester have obviously you know dominated the headlines this week after getting rid of uh, uh, getting rid of Craig Shakespeare, and it'll be interesting to see how the players react to that. Um, I do think whoever comes in at Leicester, though, they have a really solid Premier League level squad. Um, and if they get a, a decent manager in there, he could easily have them moving up the table and to finish in, in the top half. Um, Who are we thinking is going to take over there? Um, I, there? There's not any real obvious names. I heard Mancini bandied about on the, uh, a couple of times and that mightn't be the worst call. Although I was reading the serialisation of Shea Givens' book and I don't think... Yeah, I saw that. He's the nicest fella in the world. <laughs> um, I think they're a bit below the likes of Ancelotti and things like that. So I, I'm not really too sure, Shawnee, to be honest. Um, mm. But I don't think it's the worst job in the world for a, a manager that's not, you know, that kind of middle-level manager. Um, mm. I'm sure Pards has been sending them love letters all week. But, um, yeah, no, hopefully um, Sky sack him and he doesn't get another managerial job because if I never hear his voice again, I wouldn't be too unhappy. Um I'm going to go for the draw on this one. It's 11-5, to 5, which tells you that that's about as low as odds go for a draw. So the bookies are, are you know, are moving that way on this one as well. The result, 1-1, 11-2. I don't think either team would be too disappointed just picking up points here. Um, under 2.5 goals is 8-11. to 11. Both teams to score, obviously, because I'm going for 1-1, is 4-5. to 5. And in terms of the goals, I'm going to stick with the man in form. And Tammy Abraham, anytime is 15 to 8. A very good review there by Peter. And regular PS Football podcast listeners will also be delighted at the way he's coming to terms with the pronunciation of a certain player who plays for Spurs. <laughs> Moving There's a on. lot of practicing on <laughs> You're great. Moving on to uh, another dull dazzler at the end of the day. Uh, the 5.30 kickoff, Southampton, West Bromwich, Albion, Danny. Yeah, when I was given my homework, I was like, oh, God, three games now. There wasn't much to get excited about, but your homework is your homework. And uh, I'll try and uh, I'll try and give the listeners uh, some, something to uh, to take home with them and hopefully a few bob off the bookies. So, uh, yeah, this this is the late kickoff. Um, it's not one that you'd be you'd be rushing to tune into. Uh, I think in the last seven seasons, this fixture has produced the least amount of goals uh, in the last seven seasons that other teams have played other teams 21 goals in the previous 14 matches wow so uh, for a goals per rate match ratio that's the lowest so uh, I don't see it being a high scoring affair here either um, but Southampton have a decent record against West Brom they've won two of their last three so um, and Dusan Tadic actually has a very good record um, against them recently he has directly directly been involved in a goal in each of his last three outings against the Baggies uh, he scored one and he's had a couple of assists. So uh, for that reason, I'm going to go with Dusan Tadic as a first goal scorer. Um, I was going to go with Gabbiadini after his brace last week. Um, and I wouldn't, I w- definitely wouldn't talk anyone out of uh, sticking a tenner on him. He's priced at 4-1, to one, but I've gone with Tadic at 13-2. to two. Uh, he's a nice player, and sometimes players have uh, they, they have their favourite teams. You know, the teams that they're just look forward to going out and playing. And obviously, he's a good record of late against the Baggies. So, uh, as I said, I'm going with him to be first scorer, thirteen to two. 
Uh, I've gone with a scoreline of 2-0 to Southampton, which is also 13-2. to As I said, I don't see there being many goals. Um, and this is the sort of game that could have no goals whatsoever. But I fancy... Uh, I fancy said happened. I thought they played quite well against uh, Newcastle, and it's only a matter of time before they start um, they start putting teams to bed at home because the, they have a very good side. There's a couple of very good centre midfielders. They're just a little bit light up top at the moment, but if Gabbiadini can start uh, putting the ball in the back of the net, they'll be very comfortable. Um, so I just I think they'll be slightly more comfortable than the bookies suggest there, and I, I've gone for a two 0 win, um, which obviously means that you're going to be going under four or under 2.5 goals which is four to seven i think in their last 10 games they played uh seven times um it's finished under 2.5 goals so i've also gone with both teams not to score and that price is eight to 13 but if you just wanted to fill up an aca um with an outright winner southampton are four to five and i think they'll be good value for us it's my bank to rights draw for the weekend, so I disagree with you there, Danny, but we shall see what right. happens. We're moving on to Super Sunday, and it's not a bad Super Sunday this weekend for the first time this season. Um, we have Everton playing Arsenal in the first game. James, you're going to take this one for us? I'm going to try and take my Spurs cap off here, but it's very, <laughs> yeah, I guess very you're... difficult. <laughs> um, I, I guess if, if I'm starting in centre midfield for, for Everton, then I guess it's going to be a win anyway, but... Uh, no, um, I will try and take my Spurs hat off. Um, I really, really do want to back Everton at eleven to four. I really would love it. They they have dominated over Arsenal at Goodison Park in, in recent years. Um, it also makes me look lovingly at the group bet for Everton to win either three nil, three one, or three two at twelve to one. Um, however, the loss of Mr. Lukaku in summer obviously means that they have struggled for goals. They've scored just five goals this season. Uh, that's that's only worsened by by Bournemouth and by Crystal Palace, two teams that we've talked about being pretty much useless this season. Um, relying on Wayne Rooney for goals is is certainly not something that you want to do. He he, he dug them out last weekend against against Brighton, um, but he's kind of not that out and out goal scorer that that you really want to rely on. Um, in terms of the bets, I. I I'm looking at both teams to score yes and over 2.5 goals at 11 to 10. Um, with this one being such an edgy game, obviously Arsenal, if they lose this one, they're kind of losing touch with the top four. Everton, if they lose this one, then their demise is, is, is complete. They are moving, slipping further down the table. Um, in that reason, I'm going to go also going to throw in a, a penalty to be awarded. Uh, nine to four, just with it being such a touchy affair, I feel like that's something that could happen. Um, uh, for a score prediction, um, I think it actually will be two one to Arsenal at fifteen to two, um, and 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 a goal scorer. I'm going to go with Olivier Giroud, who always seems to pop up with a goal here and there at five to four. Excellent. That'll be an interesting one. I keep going on whenever I'm hosting on these shows about Everton having to click at some point, and they're good prices now. Um, he has to start getting things moving there, Coombe, but uh, maybe this will not be the day for it. Moving on to the last game, over to you, Peter, where we started. Tottenham Hotspur against Liverpool, and we can probably have another half an hour's banter between you and Danny over this as well. Yeah, no, it, this really is the game of the weekend. This really, We've had some poor Super Sundays so far this season, but yeah, this is the late game on a Sunday is uh, exactly what you're hoping for when you're hungover. Um, yeah, listen, I, I, anyone who listens to the normal uh, 
Premier League podcast we do, and now I'm I'm a, a staunch defender of teams right to play defensively if they want to but uh, just purely as a football fan I'm really really looking forward to this two managers that rarely take a backward step um, I think this is going to be a great game to watch I think they they drew one nil nil last year but it was still an absolutely brilliant game of football one of the best nil nils I ever saw Spurs obviously buoyed with that um, brilliant result uh, against Real Madrid and Borussia Dortmund's poor result um, so they'll be full of confidence. They've won three on the trot in the Premier League now. They sit in third place, five points behind leader City. And I suppose James will be happy as well that they finally broke that uh, Wembley hoodoo last week against... Oh, please don't say the W word. <laughs> against uh, against uh, Bournemouth. Yeah, listen, Liverpool smashed Maribor 7-0 away in the Champions League last week. And I know some people are saying, look, uh, it's only Maribor. But I'm sorry, scoring seven goals away from home in the group stages of the Champions League is impressive. I don't care what anybody says. Um, and to be fair to Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool, they've created the most amount of chances in the European League. So I think that result w- was coming. They were bound to click in front of goal um, at some stage. I, do, I think it'll be a really good game, but I'm going to go for Spurs to win here um, at 11-10. to 10. As I said, I just think Harry Kane will be the difference between the two teams. The result, I think it's going to be a really entertaining game. And I'm going to go for 3-2 to Spurs at 50-1. to Goal score, it's got to be that man, Harry Kane. 4-6 to any time, I don't think is bad for a Sunday accumulator at all. Um, both teams to score is 4-7. to Not great odds, but it is what it is. And I'm going to go for over 3.5 goals at 13-8. to Excellent. That's a neutrals view. We also have, of course, on the pod today, a Liverpool fan and a Spurs fan. So, Danny, what do you think is going to happen? I think uh, I've predicted Liverpool win 3-1. Big pitch, Wembley. And uh, that'll suit Liverpool with the pace they have on the side. Um, I, ju- I just fancy them. I think that the result uh, midweek, it's not one that got me too excited, but it's been coming. As Peter said, I know it's only Maribor away, but you're going to get a little bit of confidence from that. And two clean sheets as well and the bounce. I don't, I don't see um, I don't see Tottenham uh, scoring three goals against Liverpool at all. But I could be wrong. They're, they're very similar sides. And yeah. they could cancel each other out. But I just think... I, I think Tuesday will have taken a lot more out of Tottenham than, uh, than it did Liverpool. I think, I think Tottenham were lucky that the game's on Sunday because... That's that's a big emotional game for Tottenham, and it was a cracking performance from them to go and take on the mighty Madrid and really put it up to them. So I was really impressed with that. But I just think sometimes a big game like that takes it takes a lot out of you. Um, Klopp had the opportunity to kind of put his his team out for the second half and, and play in second gear, which they did. They just controlled it and managed the game quite well. Um, so Liverpool away from home, if, if they're both going to be trying to counter press. And it's whoever I think has the freshest legs uh, yeah. will win. Will win the game on uh, on on Sunday because I don't think there's much in between the two sides. Obviously, Harry Kane makes a big difference, but I feel if Liverpool had a Harry Kane, they'd be they'd be they'd be a, a level above Tottenham. I just think Liverpool create a lot more chances than Tottenham. Uh, I have they, I have Liverpool to nick a two-one uh, as well. And um, what what is the view from the Spurs e Football podcast, James? Well, uh, I think predictably, uh, I'm going to go for a Spurs win, but for, for completely different reasons, really. Like, I mean, you guys talk about how 
how Liverpool are going to be super confident after their seven nil win over a bunch of milkmen. Uh, well, think about <laughs> think, think about the the confidence that these Spurs players are coming back. They've just gone to the Bernabeu and and played against footballers who they've probably watched on TV for years um, and idolised, and they didn't look out of place. You look at Harry Winks; he you know, yeah, he's, he's a still a man. kid, and he didn't really did not look out of place in a midfield that had Isco, Luka Modric, and Tony Kroos. You know that that's that's bound to give you a bit of confidence. I mean, I completely agree with what you say about about the legs. I think the big big wide Wembley pitch is probably going to take it out of the Spurs players. But in terms of confidence, I think probably will be just as confident as Liverpool. And like it is my firm belief that Harry Kane could probably take on the whole Liverpool defence himself and still score. I like the uh, what Peter said at the start. This is a great game for anyone who loves football because I think they'll both come out and go at each other, and it should be a great. There's no no doubt they will. There's yeah. no doubt. I'd say the team talk is the team talk. These teams know that their their managers have them well drilled, and they both 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 teams know uh, what their manager wants from them. They're not always they haven't always got the results that uh, the managers would have wanted. But I I think of, of nearly of, of most teams in the league. The managers have been there long enough. They've stamped their, uh, they've stamped their style of football on each club, um, and I think it's going to be an absolutely cracking game. Two real, two really good sides to watch. So, uh, may the best team win. Excellent. Okay, great. That's all of our predictions for the coming weekend's action. Now, as you, those of you who listened in last week will know, we have a guest who calls in from Tala. She's a single mother who has very little interest in football. Her name is The Don. Welcome, The Don. Thank you. Peter, how did The Don do last week in her predictions? She got three correct results, um, no correct score lines. She was doing really well. She's the only one of us who predicted Watford to win on Saturday. And by Saturday evening, it looked like she was in with a chance of coming out on top. But the games on Sunday and Monday kind of cost her. She uh, It went all went a bit south from there. You fell off a cliff, Don. Well, I can't always be on top, Peter. <laughs> uh, and you're a busy girl today, I hear. Uh, yes, I'm very busy because it's my daughter's seventh birthday, Ayla. So she will, of course, be listening. Happy birthday, Ayla. She'll be listening because I'm going to hold her to one side and say, listen. Um, so watch her fucking language. <laughs> okay. Happy birthday, Ayla, from everybody at PS Football. Now, on to your predictions this week, the Don. Let's go through a few of them. West Ham United, Brighton. Tell us what you think. Yeah, so I said it would be 2-1 to Brighton because West Ham's song is forever blowing bubbles. And then I just got to thinking about the way football players snot and gauzy all over the pitch like little gurriers. And if it was my child, I'd haul him by the scruff. So I don't like that. I used to be called bubbles when I was a child because I never blew my nose. It doesn't shock me. <laughs> Moving on to Chelsea Watford. Yeah, so I said it would be 1-0 to Chelsea because Watford wear, wear a yellow and black costume. And I assume costume... Uniform, out, whatever you fucking call it. Strip. Costume, the costume know. is fine. Well, yeah, so they look like fucking bumblebees. No, <laughs> zero out of ten would not recommend to a friend. You have Chelsea bouncing back from their atrocious defeat last weekend. Moving on, Huddersfield, Manchester United. Yeah, so I said it would be 3-1 to Man United because, well, purely because Man United have actually fucking heard of. You've never heard of Huddersfield. Well, I have now. <laughs> Manchester City against Burnley. We got down 4-2, is it? 4-2, yeah. 4-2 victory. Moving on to Newcastle United and your favourite, Crystal Palace, Don. Yeah, so I predicted 1-0 to Crystal Palace because basically the choice was a load of Geordie Shore rejects or a manager old enough to be my granddad. And who would I get more pleasure watching? 
So what I gather is that he's an absolute coffin dodger, like smell him up off from coffin dodger, which is just my type. You like your older men? I do. One foot in the grave. Lovely. Moving on to Stoke and Bournemouth. You have that down as a draw. Yeah, a draw one all because Stoke made an absolute show of themselves against Man City last week and Bournemouth just sound shy, so I kind of expect it to be a bit crap. <laughs> That's a very good way of uh, look and analysing Bournemouth. Swansea against Leicester. Peter, you had a question here, I think. I suppose you've been, uh, you'll watch a lot of Sky Sports news and, and you know that Leicester have sacked their manager, Craig Shakespeare, this week. So do you not think the players will react? Do you know this, Peter? I've done nothing else but watch it. Absolutely. <laughs> But no, I mean, my, my, my logic on this was just because there is a Swansea and also because <laughs> like with I did hear about the little Shakespearean tragedy. So with the manager gone, I assume they won't know there are arse in their elbows. So. A nice uh, obscure and oblique, but very well uh, inserted uh, League of Gentlemen joke there at the dawn. Southampton, West Bromwich Albion. Yeah, so that's nil for a very good reason, because it's on at half five on a Saturday evening. Now, half five on a Saturday evening, I'll be doing my contouring, I'll be having pre-drinks. I do not fucking care, and I will not be watching a match. <laughs> okay, and it's probably not a great one to be watching, even for people who are really interested in football. Moving on to the Sunday games, Everton-Arsenal. Super Sunday. Yeah, Your so favourite team, Arsenal. Yeah, 2 nil to Everton, because basically nil to Arsenal, because I still hate the bricks. <laughs> and you were, as Peter said at the top, you're the only person who predicted they were going to lose to Watford last weekend, which was a very good call. And finally, the big game of the week. Peter, did you want to take this one with the Don? Yeah, I see you've gone for Liverpool um, to lose 3-1 again, which I think, uh, which, listen, to a Man United fan, that, that doesn't sound too bad at all. But I was just wondering, do you maybe have, this is the second week in a row you've uh, predicted Liverpool to lose by that scoreline. Is there maybe a Liverpool X in there somewhere? There is. So the Liverpool manager, I didn't know this until I saw a clip from last week, but he's the absolute image of another ex down to the mannerisms and everything. Now, that particular guy, lovely, but quite unstable, inclined to put in a decent performance sometimes and then maybe entirely disappointed other times. So I kind of expect that to be how it plays out. Hopefully when we get uh, Jurgen Klopp on the show, he'll be able to talk to the Don. That was a really bad Jurgen Klopp impression. Yeah, Sorry. Funny <laughs> yeah no, he didn't actually sound like that. Uh, he wasn't the German. No. Yeah, like, that so, neither was that annoying, so it's fine. Yeah, I know, exactly. Thanks. Uh, that does need some work. That's what you get for trying to do an impression off the bat for the very first time live on radio. No, not to be recommended. Don, thank you very much for calling in. You'll be back again next week for us. Anything else you want to add before you go? Oh, that's about the height of it. Excellent. Happy birthday to your daughter. Have a great week, and we'll hopefully see you climbing the table. That was the Don calling in from Tala. Okay, so we've had all of our pundits' predictions. We've had the Don's predictions. You can also find predictions from myself and uh, producer Sam uh, on the website, psfootball.net. Go visit that. There's lots of interesting little goodies in there. Now we come to the business end of the podcast, our final bets of the week, putting you on course to smash your local bookmaker or international one. We're starting with our guest goal scorer treble. That is James McCarthy. James, tell us your bet for the weekend. Well, my, my goal scorer treble comes to, to 10 to 1, which is, for me, I think it's it's pretty big, if, if you ask me. Um, my first one is is someone who was mentioned earlier on in the podcast, he's playing against West Brom, is Manolo Gabbiadini. He's a, he's a player who last season could not stop scoring. He came in, came in in January and hit the ground running, which is not something that we really usually see from strikers. When you come in in January, it's kind of mid-season, they have to take a while to settle in. 
But he came in and started scoring goals straight away. That didn't really happen towards the start of the season, a few injuries and this, that and the other. But a brace against Newcastle last weekend will surely see this guy's confidence be sky high. He's not, not facing the toughest of defences, West Brom. Um, and so Gabbiadini is my first one. My second one is Raheem Sterling. You, know, you look at that Manchester City side that just put seven goals past Stoke and you think... You know, it could be exactly the same this 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 weekend. Sorry, um, the obvious goal scorers, you know, you Gabriel Jesus, uh, you Leroy Sané. You know, the, the odds aren't great, but you've still got those players providing assists, and you've still, more importantly, got Kevin De Bruyne behind pr- providing the absolute expert expert um, slide rule passes. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous balls into the box that, and and you know Sterling. I've been very critical of uh, in the past. I said uh, on a on a on an eFootball podcast in in weeks gone by. I said that he shouldn't have even been on the plane to to, to Russia. Yeah, um, but there was there was a great. I, I picked up somewhere during the week. Can't remember where I saw it, but there was a great uh, piece written about how Pep Guardiola has really coached that kid and and is bringing him on and you know something that he that didn't happen, you know, Liverpool or under previous management, you know. Um, and they were they were just making the point that that's that's an example of of, of coaching at work. Yeah, and he's he's grabbed six goals already this season, so it's not yeah. like he, he's been in the shadows. You know, he's he scored some very important goals too. Yeah. Uh, and and my last goal scorer, I think you guys can probably predict who it's going to be. Uh, Harry Kane. I've, I've, I've already bigged him up as, as being <laughs> Roberto Firmino. Uh, yes, it's Moussa Sissoko. Oriente. <laughs> Uh, no, it is it is our our hurricane himself. Um, I think I've said it already. If he picks that ball up anywhere in front of the Liverpool back four, I think they're going to be absolutely shitting their pants. I think he's going to be, and you know, the guy can't can't miss at the moment. Even in the Bernabeu, he was very very close to being on the score sheet. And so, for me, it's got to be Kane, uh, especially playing against that Liverpool defence, which I, I really really don't see much in. Excellent. Thank you, James. A nice 10 to 1 goal scorer treble there. Danny, over to your treble corner. Yeah. Um, apologies for last week's lads. Um, I was laughing my tits off at that, Danny. I was watching, I think oh, you, <laughs> the, the earnestness with which you, you delivered your predictions last week was fantastic. And I was just following them. It was kind of amusing anyway. Yeah, we weren't a million miles away, but, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully I can uh, I can put uh, put it right this week. And uh, I've done uh, as uh, our listeners from last week. I know I, I'm doing a couple of trebles. I'm doing an over two point five treble and a both teams to score treble. Um, I gave the reasons for them last week. I just think they're cracking bets. You're always alive in them. Um, so uh, what I've done uh, this week, um, I did trebs on sport last week in the over two point five that came in. So I'm going to stick with them. They've played eight. They've played eight times, and on every occasion, um, there's been uh, over 2.5 goals in the game. So I've gone with them again. They're priced at eight to eleven. That's the Turkish league, right? That's the Turkish league. Yeah, uh, they're playing a team that I'd say Peter'd love to try and pronounce this one. Yeni Malish, Yeni Malishkispor, something like that. So uh, listen, there'll be plenty of goals in that game, I reckon. So at eight to eleven, I think is a great price. So the bookies don't seem to be too scared of. They're eight out of eight records so far. Um, then I've gone up to Scotland for a couple of games. Um, Hamilton Ackies are playing Ross County. Um, Hamilton Ackies, where James McCarthy started. Yes, very good. Yeah, look, great name. Go. Great name. 
Yeah, I think I think I think this is fake because of something else that I, I have a reason that I think this is fake. But I'll, I'll get onto it in a minute. They've played nine games this season, and on eight occasions has been over two point five goals. So that's eighty nine percent. So four to five again, I think is a cracking price. And the exact same, um, I've gone for Saint Mirren, who are playing Falkirk, um, over two point five goals. <clears throat> um, they're four to six, um, but they played nine times. And on eight occasions, uh, there's been over 2.5. So if you put those three into a little treble, you get back, for a tenor treble, you get back 51 euro and 82 cent. Now, if you go and do the bow teams to score bet, I've Walsall versus Doncaster. Um, of course you do. Uh, of course you do, yeah. Um, Walsall played 12 and in, uh, played 14 games, and on 12 occasions, both teams have scored. So the 86%, 8 to 11, I think is a cracking price for that. Uh, I've gone with Hull City uh, again. Uh, Hull City are playing Barnsley. That's four to seven for both teams to score. They have a record of uh, ten out of twelve. Uh, pre- last the last twelve games, ten ten have uh, both teams have scored. And then I've gone over to Italy for Atalanta, who uh, are playing Bologna, and they have uh, seven on uh, seven out of eight occasions both teams have scored. So uh, an eighty-eight percent, and they're given ten to eleven which I think is a cracking price. And the reason I think this is fate, if you stick all those into a treble, the 8 to 11, the 4 to 7, and the 10 to 11, that's also 51 euro and 82 cent. There you go. So, okay. There you go. And it's rare enough you, you get it to the cent because the prices are all different, but it's yeah. just working out that way. So throw them into a, uh, I, I'd suggest throwing them all into an acume together. And if you did a 10 or a cum, uh, it'll pay 268 euro and 51 cent, which isn't bad for a bet that's definitely going to give you plenty of value. Excellent. Peter's Super Saturday ACA coming up now. Peter. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll uh, actually, I'll just give the lads a quick, or the listeners a quick rundown of how we did last week, actually, as well, because um, my bet was screwed over by Chelsea, which I think I was one of hundreds of thousands when that happened. Um, and Danny's, yeah, Danny's were obviously well-researched. Um, it's just a case of, I suppose, the form always has to go out the window at some stage. Um, but the man who pulled us up last week, because we, we back all these bets, we put a tenner on each of the bets. The goal, guest goal scorer treble didn't come in either. Um, was Sean, the, the host, Shawnee B. He I had um, his of three draws, two came in, and he had two correct 1 1 scores. So I put 60 euros on, 10 or 6 10 euro bets. And we came out with sixty-two fifty in the end. So, we so made our podcast is shot. profitable. Anyone listening, Super. pass this message on. You can win yeah. money on yeah. this. Podcast. Big money, big books, big money. Well done, but I, know, but I, I think one of the good things is when we pool it, we're putting all our heads together. We should come out yeah. with a profit overall. So that's a that's a good, not a bad thing. Yeah, um, good yeah I what I as I said last week, I, I like to do all my bets at three o'clock um, on a Saturday, and. Yeah. What I normally do is I like to look through and pick teams that are at the top playing at home against teams at the bottom. It was a bit of a struggle. This There was a, co- there was a couple of the bets I, um, I really had to look for. Um, so I'm going to, obviously I'll be putting a tenner on this, but I'd probably put another bet on as well where I'd take a couple out of mine and a couple out of Danny's say. So um, people feel free to... to uh, the pick and mix on whatever bets you think are good. Um, so I'll start in League Two, where I have two games. Um, I've gone for Exeter, who are in third place, against Port Vale, who are in uh, 21st place. 
Exeter at home um, are 10 to 11. I think they're excellent odds. Um, the next one down there is Stevenage, who are in seventh in the playoff positions and have won six out of eight at home this season. They play against Forest Green, who are in 23rd place um, and who, who have been really poor since they came up from, from the conference. And again, that's 10 to 11. Um, the next game is Shrewsbury v Fleetwood in League One. Shrewsbury are top of the table and Fleetwood are in ninth place. What I've done here is I've done Shrewsbury double chance. So Shrewsbury not to lose. So Shrewsbury win or a draw will be fine here. That's one to three. And then I've come in up to the Premier League and I have had to go away from home here because I just don't tr trust Chelsea after last week. And on the three o'clock games, I've gone for Man United to beat Huddersfield at four to 11. Put them all in together and uh, a tenner gets you back 70 quid. So it's six to one. Excellent. I am going to do my um, Shawnee B draw Trixie again this week and I'm going to stick to the Premier League and not go into Kazakhstan or Forest Green or wherever else. Um, and I'm going to do the same bet I did last week. So I'm predicting Newcastle and Crystal Palace to draw. I'm predicting Swansea and Leicester to draw. And I'm predicting Southampton and West Brom to draw. And um, I'm also suggesting that a 250 Trixie will cost you 10 euros and then put a one pound. Trixie, which will cost you four on all of those games being one all. I've no idea how much the, how much it pays back, but it'll be a lot of money. Okay, the last bet of the week, and this is we every week we're planning to do a bet for charity, the Bobby Robson Foundation, which is doing stalwart work for cancer research and trying to find a cure for cancer. Any winnings from this bet will be delivered straight to that charity. Producer Sam is taking the uh, honor this week of uh, picking the best bets he's heard today or even ones of his own. Sam, what do you think? Um, well, I've been listening very closely to all the ones that you've been uh, suggesting. I've decided to go with uh, Hernandez to score any time at 8-5. to five. I think that's a good one. I, I've won money on Hernandez in the past, so we'll, uh, we'll go with that one. Uh, I agree with you with Southampton and West Brom to draw. And, uh, and I like that bet. I think it was James said it with uh, Arsenal uh, to win 2-1 at 15-2. And uh, Harry Kane to score because that just seems like printing money. And so that's it for another week on the PS Football Premier League Prediction Podcast. Don't forget you can find loads more information and all today's predictions on the psfootball.net website. I'd urge you to go there as well and sniff out an amazing interview with John Sitton, who uh, I just find it and listen to it. It is amazing. An, an ex-football manager now driving a taxi in London with some very, very interesting points of view on life and football. Uh, thanks to Ta producer Sam for all the great technical work behind the scenes, to Danny Ward, Peter Henry and the Don. Um, special guest James McCarthy. Thanks again, James, for coming on the show. You can find out more about him on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at Live. Quick plug for my own podcast while I'm here, which is A Pint with Shawnee B, interviews with successful creative people who've lived brave and interesting lives. And that just remains for me, Shawnee B, to wish you all the luck and magic in the world this weekend. Don't forget to join the regular PS Football podcast, as I said, next Wednesday. And we'll be back here at roughly the same time next Friday for another round of autopsies and resurrections. Be good to each other and bad to the bookies. <laughs>